0: Previously on the mortal path.
1: Well, it's a new territory there, that is. Well, exactly. And we need somebody like yourself, a true trailblazer, innovator, to navigate that with us. In time, like I said, there is plenty of time.
2: Uh, Taro, that was really fucking weird. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh,
1: Nat said a word. Yeah, Nat's back, suddenly blinking, awake again.
0: Oh, thank God. Are you all right? Did he hurt you? Uh, I'm okay. I could...
2: Taro, I I can sense there's great power in what you do. Power to destroy the essence of who I am.
3: Oh bugger! Well, try to avoid that. That sounds not ideal.
1: I thought that the deal was that you would uh, forget about th- my sister and and all of that, and that you would also uh, give me a, a small sum of the reward money when you turned in the the the
2: criminal we do have a outstanding contract about the necklace
0: yeah speaking of necklaces what are we actually planning to do about that is it is it time to um you know fancy tarot up and get him off to the opera i fancy enough thank you <laughs> that is very true you are
1: circle in hope while you have just had some very delicious foods and drinks of your choosing and as you have been sitting there enjoying the nice sunshine the open air the uh beautiful architecture of the upper circle you have heard the tac 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 tack tac of heels getting closer and a voice going nerium oleander and as the three of you turn around, you see there, as described, this half-elven woman who's in this very, very gaudy 1700s-esque dress, big poofy sleeves, uh, the big over with the skirts over it, so the kind of hoop shape. Um, it's kind of a very bright magenta, almost like an iodine dye magenta. <sighs> nice. Because it's fantasy and I can mess up time periods if I want in terms of fashion. So it's like a bright magenta. There's like beautiful lace. It's all... (laughs) Thanks, Ed. It's all beautifully stitched. And it's kind of got like a little half cape over the shoulders. Her hair is all done up to give her a bit of extra height. Because she does stand maybe like a foot shorter than the gentleman whose (sighs) arm she is holding. And he is uh, this elven... Gentleman with this kind of very, very long, deep red hair that's done in these kind of intricate braids that are all kind of like pulled over his shoulders. He's got this, as Kitty has said, a sort of praying mantis look, which I'm <laughs> interpreting as kind of like hunched shoulders and like slightly bent knees and like arms that seem just like a little bit too long and a bit spindly. He looks kind of He looks he looks he looks relatively gentle. He's just kind of watching with with a bit of amusement. He has a healthy look of wariness on his face as <laughs> as the woman next to him has st- started to turn almost as magenta as her dress as she stares at Nerium.
0: Hi. Long time no see. 24
3: years.
0: Yeah, something like that. 24 years. How have you been, Flo? <sighs>
1: oh, well, Not to be an absolute bitch on first meeting, but my
0: life did go up after you disappeared, huh? Oh, well, I mean, that's good for you. Hi, Mr. Gordon.
1: He just kind of like waves a hand very slowly, looking more wary. And he's just like, so lovely to see you again. And she, like, let goes of his arm and she walks over with this smile. You are both pulling the same (laughs) kind of smile that's all teeth. And she holds out her arm. She goes, why don't we go for a little walk? Just you and I. I think we've got things to talk about.
0: I'm sure we do. I have just ordered food, though. You'd be very welcome to join us.
1: Would you like me to talk about everything I'd like to talk about here in front of your
0: friends? I don't think I'd have any problem with that really, Flo.
1: Fantastic! I'll pull up a chair. And then as she says that, obviously, Mr. Gordon pulls up chairs and sits down. And he kind of like sits between Nat and Taro and like looks very, very awkward. Also, again, because he is standing at roughly six and a half, maybe seven odd feet. And so he's like a lot taller than you two and he's kind of looking down. He holds out his hand first to Nat and he's like, good, good, good day. Lovely to meet you uh nice to meet you too i uh i didn't quite catch your name there uh cat cat nice to meet you and and you sir
3: fauntleroy Uh, fauntleroy a
1: pleasure do you both you both shake his hand as he offers
3: it i'll 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 give him a shake okay But i want to to reinforce that i am mask the fuck up so no eye contact is happening here
1: yeah (laughs) he's got a kind of like he's got he's got a bit of a limp grip Uh, kind of gentle soul he's he's quite keen as he's talking to turn almost away from where Florence has sat down with the entire kind of (laughs) rustling of skirts and stuff and she like holds up one hand and she's got like you know like a little fan in it and she like snaps it a few times until a waiter comes over um and there is this sense of just like ice cold tension in the air <laughs> as she rattles off an order and she orders for for uh, her husband and as soon as the waiter goes away she turns to nary and she goes so yeah run off with a customer or just decided to leave those who'd helped you out or you know a job gone
0: wrong were you in prison or mm, well it was um I will say it was unforeseen circumstances that were beyond my control, Flo. I would not have left you in the lurch if I could have helped it. I did my best to get back to you as soon as I could, and unfortunately, yeah, it took longer than anticipated. Sounds
1: very well practised. Lovely, lovely little speech. It's told me absolutely
0: fuck all. Mm. Well, you wouldn't believe me if I did tell you the truth, so it's probably best that we just skip it. You know, I... Probably wouldn't because I really did think that I knew you. I actually really did
1: think that I knew you after all this all this time. Everything I had done for you specifically. I know. And I'm sorry. It's not even that I'm upset that you left me halfway through that trousseau, which was a I know. I nearly lost my business. Because I had I'm to so hire... I'm so sorry. I had to
0: hire Erstin. I had to hire... Oh, what? Ho- ho- finished it. Yes. I had to hire a whole host of other people on exuberant rates. Honestly, uh, like I say, it, yeah, it was beyond my control. It wasn't anything I could have helped. And I am sorry. And I am very sorry that Erstin got to... Mm. Um, I'm glad that you... Um, were able to succeed past it and I am very sorry and you look well and you and Mr. Gordon seem to be doing super great together and that's lovely hey, you don't want to buy some fabric do you she literally <gasps> reaches out and she like
1: smacks you over the head with the fan in a very Florence way can I can I
0: nimbly roguelike dodge?
1: Okay, yeah, she's gonna make an attack roll. You make me a <laughs> dexterity saving throw. I didn't know this was a
0: combat episode.
1: Yeah, roll for initiative, everyone. Florence has got her fat out. I did just roll a natural twenty.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I got a ten. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm adding to it, so okay, no. Ow!
1: she gives you a good a good flap on the head which she has done before ah. that is not a unusual thing for her to to have done and she looks over to you and you can see that there is this still this kind of fury but it's mainly now confusion and it's a bit yeah. of hurt and she's just like did you just
0: not want to be here anymore or-? no no i was removed from here i was taken away from here i was kidnapped if you want
3: do we have the telephone can yes we WhatsApp? yes you can whatsapp Psst, miriam what do you want me to pretend that i know who kidnapped you i can help with the story no <laughs> <laughs> you sure yes i've got a good one
0: no save it for another occasion okay i owe flory i just i don't want to deceive her any more than i have to all right that's fine
1: (laughs) she looks like again of course she hasn't heard any of this and she says not a letter not a messenger not a and i'm not going to go on i mean i am (laughs) i think i'm owed that but i know do you know
0: how many people looked for you yeah i've got an inkling no but
1: do you do you know, because we had search parties, the cat sent out flyers with rewards for your information and return, Melvin, and I know that nobody likes this, but Melvin paid Avalier to try and find you in other cities, Sindarian,
0: in Sterla, anywhere we thought you could have gone. I'm so sorry. I couldn't write a letter. I... I... It was beyond my control, Flo, and I am—I can only keep saying sorry, and I know I owe you that apology for as many times as you want to hear it, so if I could have got back sooner, I would have. If I could have not left, I would have. You did leave money under your bed, you know. (sighs) Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I used it. You're not getting that back. (laughs) No, that's fair. (sighs) What material do you have? Well, just, yeah, I think that might sort of possibly smooth things over a bit i i well, managed don't get too excited i'm still bit, very cross yes totally your prerogative totally fine um well we i may have uh on my way back here uh been able to lay my hands on um, a supply of extremely high quality fabrics um i don't think i have any with me at the moment do i no
1: unless you unless you
0: made like a sampler book <sighs> which i didn't say i have so i will say i yeah.
2: Did we take any from Erstain's shop when we <laughs> visited?
0: <laughs> oh, what a lovely way to put that, Gary!
2: Visited.
3: Uh, we dropped in for a quick chat. Yeah. And no one was there. I mean,
0: po- I think we were busy rearranging mannequins. I don't think I have any with me. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think you took any. I'm. I'm gonna say. Well, yeah, and I. I mean, you know, if there was a time that was convenient for me to to come and visit you and uh, and show it to you then I would be delighted to be able to let you um, take first dibs on it.
1: I'll think about it. There's a very, very important wedding coming up, and I am bidding for the dress itself.
0: Is said Mm-hmm. Am
1: I allowed to know who? NDA, darling. Can't speak about it quite yet until <laughs> it's all been sorted out.
0: Perfect. Uh, totally understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Here, Ralphus did well, didn't he? Oh, my God. I... Somehow, he still
1: has money, a house, and a wife. Despite almost everyone in Hopewell trying to take one of the three from him, still he hangs on. A miracle unto
0: himself, that man. He's a sweetheart. I'm so pleased for him.
1: (sighs) Well, he's got people looking out for him as well. And good for it. Otherwise, well, he'd be struggling to keep a room at the cat.
0: He would, wouldn't he? Yes. Uh... Speaking of the
1: cat,
0: yeah, I don't imagine you see much of them now that you've come up in the world. No, and not since Peleth and Melvin. Yes. Now, what do you know about all that? Which one? Well, not Melvin so much. Melvin made his own choices, but Peleth—that it's not—it doesn't sit right with me. And we, my my friend, Cat and. Roy and me um, are—we're uh, doing what we can to sort of look into maybe proving her innocence if oh. we can.
1: So you're fabric dealer turned detective now.
0: I mean, I got my finger in a lot of pies these days. Mm-hmm. None of which you are telling me about, but that's fine. And... I am. I'm telling you all about Pelle. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: that's good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's a complete fucking
0: farce. It is, isn't it? But who done it? Who put her in jail? or Who killed... Well, no, uh, who killed Lady Belva? That is a question for the ages,
1: and I haven't a clue. I don't know. I, I have no idea. All I know is that I did know Pelleth, and... Uh, she cried when she realised what her fish in the morning was from. When she realised that the fish on the plate was the same fish in the sea.
0: Yeah, she's a softie. I don't think there's any. I can't quite
1: see her burning a noble alive.
0: No. Well, see, that's what. I mean, obviously, not about to try and ask for my old job back. Um,
3: but uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: You could try. Shoot a shot. Oh,
0: no, Naryam. I don't think. I don't even think it's worth trying. Um, but you know, Miriam I have told everyone
1: about you i would be surprised if you could get work and hope well yeah that's
0: again very fair very fair i don't i don't really have the best reputation do i not anymore not for reliability eh <laughs> um, but that's what i'm doing now i'm gonna try and get pellet off I mean, in the other
1: way than I normally would. <laughs> she she doesn't she doesn't even like relative. She doesn't even like flinch at that. She just kind of like raises an eyebrow in like an aha uh-huh way. Very genuinely, I said that before. you. <laughs> yeah, no one is no one is surprised. Uh,
3: uh, she Tara coughs loudly, jumps on some food.
1: <laughs> Mr. Gordon will kind of like ineffectively pat your back. She says, uh, <laughs> she says, well. Small stitches make a
0: thousand yards of ruffles. Is that one of the <laughs> ones that you've come up with? Is that one of your new coinages? I like it's it. It's great. It's great. I love it. No, I love it too. Yeah, brilliant. It'll catch on, I'm sure.
1: She gives you a look. But it's a, <laughs> but it's the same look that she would give you when you were working together. One of just kind of like, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, good. I'm
0: glad. I yeah. wouldn't like to have Flo too upset with me. Uh, no. She, she
1: says... The only person who seemed quite so invested in Penrith being locked up was Avalir, which I never understood, because as far as I was aware, from what little I knew and what little I honestly cared about at that point after everything, they seemed to be getting along better
0: than ever. Mm, oh, it's because he's a cunt. Well, yes.
1: And she's gullible. So, in well, all honesty, yeah. if he's being nicer to her, I should imagine he was trying to set her up for something. Why on yeah. earth? He would have anything to do with any of this. I don't care enough to ask. I have met his sister.
0: Yeah. She's still around then? Uh, Here and there. Like I said, I
1: am very, very much out of that particular scene for my own emotional, mental, and physical well-being.
0: And financial, I should imagine.
1: That certainly helps, although we don't go around boasting about that sort of thing. It's a lovely dress. Isn't it? Do you know what? I had it commissioned. I didn't sew a single stitch. <gasps> Who do you trust to make your dresses? And you, apprentice. She's very good, you know. And she gives you a look, which is just like...
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the
1: first thing. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I said, I have no idea what that whole thing was. I can only imagine there was some sort of Money changing hands, fallout, something Pelleth took the fall for whatever reason I mean, I put in my two cents I offered a testimony as a character witness on her behalf It wasn't taken up
0: Oh, There's nothing else I could do Well, I'm glad you you made that offer, that's important Well, would you be interested then in In letting me know sometime when you'd be available And I'll come and show you these fabrics And have another chat, maybe I'll have a think about it. Are you back in the stables? Uh, not actually the stables, no, no. But at the cat, yeah. <laughs> oh. how's how's Jarrah doing? Are they holding on all right? They are. They they've got a fantastic new chef. I've got to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if you if you are ever in the mood for you know a uh, a bit of a bit of uh, uh, old time slumming it, then uh, the crepes are to die for. And hopefully that'll help turn things around a bit, because they've obviously not had it terribly easy since Melvin took all the money and run. (laughs) Melvin
1: did more than take just the money. Melvin took the money out of it several times over.
0: Oh, God.
1: I honestly didn't think you were worth it after a certain amount of time. No, I quite agree. (laughs) But uh, he had other ideas, and when communication from him stopped as well I assumed he'd either found you and you two had gone to live your happy little hermit lives somewhere else Mm -hmm. without telling anybody or he had I don't know, befallen some awful fate and at that point I'd lost two people very dear to me and I couldn't quite cope with trying to look into it further
0: no that's fair enough, you know what you were saying about you think you know someone and it turns out you don't at all I'm not in any hurry to find Melvin.
1: She kind of like gives you a little look at that like an eyebrow raised look and she says I don't think that that was a deviation from Melvin's character like your disappearance was but rather an inevitable descent it's been lovely catching up. Hi right, so <laughs> really nice to talk to you. When will that food arrive that you so yeah. kindly invited me to come and sit with you for? Yeah. Yeah. Well there you well, go,
2: Look, There's your food.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it's Barnabas! Hello. <laughs>
2: Do you like some wine?
0: <laughs> I understand it's very tasty. <laughs> the the
1: breakfast... Not breakfast. I'm thinking of breakfast. <laughs> no, it's <Italian, laughs> only in the morning for me. Uh, the food is served. Brunch. Yes, the, the food is served. Conversation remains vaguely stilted and jabbing in certain <laughs> ways um, from Florence. Is there anything that anybody else particularly wants to ask either to... Florence or to Mr. Gordon as you sit there. He makes there. excellent hats,
0: just so that you
3: know. What's the name of Mr. Gordon?
0: What's Mr. Gordon's first name? I don't think Nerium ever knew. Oh, okay. Mister.
3: W- would Mr. Gordon just introduce us Mr. Gordon?
0: He's just Mr. Gordon. He-, he was the milliner.
1: Yeah, he forgot to... He didn't give you his first name. He- I think he just kind of forgot that he had to introduce himself as well. <laughs> just assumed you right. know
3: who he was. I'm going to finish my conversation with Mr. Gordon by saying that And and that is why why build rat pig swine is the best pinch hitter of all time, no questions. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely fascinating. (laughs) Oh
1: god. (laughs) Okay, so you finish your your meal. Your conversations, Florence and Mister Gordon, whose first name I think you managed to never learn during that, that that whole thing. Stand up from the table. Florence shifts you on the bill. She she gives you like a little look and she goes, "Thank you for the treat, darling. Much appreciated." And then takes his arm and they You're kind so of welcome. they <laughs> swat off into the uh,
3: into the streets.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that was fun.
3: Um... That Gordon guy has no clue. No clue.
0: No, he's a bit of a funny one.
3: I used to avoid him if I could. Completely bonkers idea about what makes an effective sports team. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just... Ass backwards.
0: Fair enough.
3: I mean, I'm sure the game has changed a lot in the 20-odd 20, 20 years we've been out, but... Phew. What, what, what game? What kind of sports ball? You wouldn't care. Nobody's ever shown interest before.
0: You are absolutely right. (laughs) I'm really sorry I didn't go with your idea of like pretending that you knew who kidnapped me, Taro, but like Florrie's a really old mate.
3: Oh, yeah, I was just bored. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: totally understandable. Since we're here, can we have a bit of a brainstorm about what we think is going on with the Lady Mysterious Belver, the not dead? It's rather. We'll get some more rounds of coffee. Yeah.
3: Hmm, coffee, please.
1: Coffee. Yeah,
0: coffee a- coffee
1: arrives.
3: Hello, there you go. Here's coffee. That's good. <laughs> oh. Cup of joe, cup of joe. <laughs> Do you know who did it? <laughs> coffee waiter? No.
1: I absolutely love that we've, we've got to a point of, of my just general, I don't know if it's trust or if it's just like, I cannot stop this, I shall not try, where sometimes y'all just take over and be like the guards, the guards when Nat was doing her hiding. It was very good. I love it. I love that I'm just like occasionally like, I'm holding the reins. Oh, I have no reins.
3: Am okay. I? Yeah. This is, this is collaborative storytelling at its best. It
1: is. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Coffee Waiter Man.
3: All right. To a lipip coffee waiting
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she was maybe Lady Belva was in too deep with someone in Sindari and something went wrong and she faked her death to escape from their justice?
0: Yeah. Given that we know that at least somebody involved in all of this mess is able to change their appearance, like with Hmm. spells or whatever. I mean, it's a big spell. I can't do it very often. And it doesn't last very long. So I'm just wondering, because like when we saw um, Alwyn um, and his mum killed him, do we think that was actually his mum? Because you wouldn't have many uses of that spell.
2: Well, you could use it a couple of times a day if you practice really hard.
0: Yeah, because I mean, that does kind of suggest that she's a bad lot. And that she killed her husband as well, and she's definitely got some kind of magic going on with the whole being able to persuade people to do what she wants,
2: yes, uh, assuming that is her and not a disguise, but I think if we if we start down the road of thinking every interaction we hear about through of her is a is her is not her but somebody else in disguise, I think we'll never get anywhere,
0: yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and also I mean Gertie did say that the person was wearing a fancy cloak and stuff. And I don't know that you'd necessarily put a fancy cloak on to go and ask people unless it was the cloaks that you actually normally wore.
3: True.
2: True, very true.
3: And I mean, if if she is alive, she's not here anymore, is she? Because someone would have seen her.
0: And she didn't take the uh, fancy uh, stuff from the cave with her. Do
3: you reckon she's gone back to Sindarian? Or forward to Sindarian? It's possible.
0: I mean, I guess... That she's gone to cindarion because like what's that thing with the with the flame is the what's the really bad guys nat
3: uh the dozen
0: the dozen yeah because the dozen are clearly involved at this point
3: isn't they why don't we go and ask the dozen oh yeah
0: let's do that Ooh. <laughs> nat you've got a funny card? one does
2: not simply <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, it's it's scene bean. <laughs> no, that means that's going to die. Oh, no. Oh, death flags. Oh, no.
2: They, they are rather difficult to find. They they find you.
0: Hmm. Of course, there is somebody else involved in all of this. Avalia.
2: True. I think that might be the next
0: course of action. Hmm. I reckon what we might do then, because... I mean, we can be pretty confident he's a bad lot, and we don't know where Lady Belva is. So my suggestion would be we find Avelia. I'll see if I can't persuade him to go somewhere private, and then I'll call you on the WhatsApp, the uh, magical WhatsApp,
3: <laughs> and uh, we'll see what information we can get out of him. Sounds good. Plus, if we if we take Avelia out, we might we might get the attention of the dozen, and then we can go talk to them. There is that possibility. Yes. The attention of the dozen <laughs> might not come in a,
2: a form that you would uh, survive.
0: Ah. are oh, we're pretty tough now.
2: Hmm. <laughs> but yes, I think...
0: I mean, we are going to be heading to Sindarian at some point anyway, presumably, Nat. True.
2: True,
3: yes. Well, let's go see Avalir. Or you can go see Avalir and we'll hide around a corner somewhere.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll sort that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the next thing we do. I don't know why she's done it. I mean, why would you kill your own boy? Crime reasons?
3: Yeah, but that's cold. I don't know this person personally. Maybe they are cold. She's rich, and they're not. They're weird. Yeah, you're right. Rich people are weird.
0: Yeah, fewer of them isn't a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I did
3: the phony work <laughs> for you there, Yubi. <laughs>
2: Thanks.
0: Thanks, love it. Great. Oh, I tell you what, that, that coffee man, he's very good at this that coffee
3: tabaxi
1: good <laughs> at coffee okay so um, are you heading back then to the laughing cat to see if you can find Avalir
3: is that where Avalir lives
1: well Avalir is he goes there sometimes
0: yeah he hangs out with um, Daris yeah I think we already
1: uh, worked out that you didn't know where Avalir lived kind of mm. on design nah. unless you want to try and find out where Avalir lives I don't think I've got the contacts anymore uh, yeah I think you did already ask um, Jara, and they were like yeah. I don't know man no one knows that shit
3: yeah. It's only Nariam had a scheme.
1: Cool. Okay. So you head back to the Laughing Cat, and when by the time you get there, it's maybe like four p.m. or so.
0: Oh. Yes. In that case, can I go past Erstin's shop? Yes, absolutely.
1: it's me you be your friend no longer i th- i'm no longer a dm technically this is not a demotion this is a promotion Te- yeah technically this is also a promotion this is like a promo and a promotion for me personally. So this is the middle bit. I'm going to start this out by saying that if you have been active on our Twitter or on our Discord or anything, you will have seen that we um, are moving away from 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons for our main campaign. We are still keeping all of the same characters. All of the characters can still do what they used to be able to do. We are just removing the undercarriage framework of DD 5th edition from it. And we are creating our own system The Mortal System In order to support the gameplay That you know and love So all it will do is Speed things up in terms of narrative Simplify, simplify things down And kill a wizard that, That's That's troublesome for us. If you want more of our thoughts on this, then like I said, check out our Twitter, check out our Discord. We do talk about it quite a lot there. um, The reasons why and so on and so forth. Uh, But yeah, so we're really excited. This doesn't start this episode, but from next episode, you will begin to hear that. And boy, howdy, are these episodes good. So... Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you have a moment, please do check us out on iTunes and leave us an iTunes review. It really helps with the algorithms. Things that also help with the algorithms are tweeting and tumblering and blogging and vlogging about us. So thank you to everybody who has done that. We are super, super grateful. We still get amazing bits of fan art. We still get, like, awesome, funny bits of fan content. It's incredible. We are so... So grateful. Thank you to everybody who talks about our show, who tells friends, foes, friends, enemies. They're the same things, buddy. It's late at night. I'm tired. Yeah, we are grateful to you for spreading the word. We would also like to say a huge thank you once again to our darling Rachel Graff, who wrote our music, our theme tune, and who has written various pieces of music within the show. You can check her out on rachelgraff.com, Graff spelt with G-R-A-F-F dot com. Uh, you can find her Bandcamp there, you can get all of the Mortal Path music that she has written and download it and enjoy it, so check that out. We would also like to remind you that we are affiliates with the wonderful Secret Cat Shop, which is based in the UK. It's a really lovely little shop that has a whole host of different things, everything from minis to clothing to dice to dice accessories. It's very, very cool, and we have a 10% off code for it. So go pick yourself up some pins, some accessories, some really, really cool tabletop stuff, and use our promo code, THEMORTALPATH, 10 that's T H E M O R T A L P A T H 10 all one word with capital T M P we'd also like to remind you that we are affiliates for d and d and dice.co.uk do a wide range of dice and dice products most of my dice dice Dice, and I love them. They are beautiful. They're great. The acrylic ones are super affordable. They do free UK shipping, a flat rate worldwide. And again, you can get 10% off with our code MORTALDICE, all one word, all capitals, at their store. So pick up some new dice today and roll like Kitty. You know? No Nat ones. Not anymore. Uh, You can also uh, join our Patreon. We are actually putting up uh, pretty soon two episodes that are going to be available on our Patreon only. These episodes are of the four of us playing a game that I wrote called What Is Here? And they're going to be up on our Patreon for a bit before they release onto the main podcast feed. So if you want to support the show, you can from as little as $2 a month. Everything goes towards hosting costs. Um, You know, we have our website, we have Podbean itself that we host on. There's tons of content from all four of us, so go and check it out. Also, after a while, most of it does become free to the public. So even if you're not in a position to support us financially, go ahead and check out all the stuff. We wrote lots of stuff. It's very cool. Go look at it. We want people to see it. So like I said, most of it is free to view for the public. There's currently a game on there that Gary wrote that is not free for the public to view that you can hop on in on and enjoy. So... I will leave you with this. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. As the, th- the three of you are all going to take this route back or is it just going to be
0: Narium? I'd like to go to Erstin's. I just want to have a quick chat with her. It's up to you if you want to come with me.
3: I
2: will not.
0: Possibly for the best. <laughs>
3: if we've got a little bit of free time, I have an idea of what I'd like to do on my own. Okay, yeah. With no one watching.
1: All right, cool. <laughs> okay. uh, so Kitty's going to go... Ra- well, Nerium is going to go around Ersten's. Um, and Nat is going to... I'll give Nat a minute to have a think of what Nat's going to do. So will tell you what, I'll just go... We'll do Kitty first, and then I'll come back to Ed Tarot, and then I'll come to you, Nat. Okay, okay. Um. So you, Kitty... Nerium, you leave the upper circle. I know, oh, look at my words, right? <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> You leave the upper circle, you head through Hopewell General, you go through the like garment sewing district, and as you are walking, there is a little bit of a hubbub on the streets, and oh, as you fuck. get closer, you see Urson's shop, and it has been ransacked. Oh, mm, fuck. Any sign of Ursin? Urson is standing outside, looking dishevelled and tearful, And, like, she is trying to keep it together with capital K-I-T. And she has a list that she is clearly writing, which is inventory and stock. And you can see that she is going and, like, occasionally pulling out, like, a piece of of furniture or something. It looks like things have been
0: upturned, looted, searched. Oh, my God. Ersten! Can I elbow my way through and get to the front? Yeah,
1: yeah, she's, you know... This, this gnome standing there, she kind of looks over to you. She goes, Oh, near him. Just who I wanted to see this morning. Good morning. <laughs> What's happened? Good afternoon. Uh, someone broke into my shop last night and, uh. Oh my god. Took everything. They say the lock wasn't even burst open. Somebody must have picked it, or perhaps. I left it unlocked, is what the guard have said before they fucked off the guard. You wouldn't have done that. Left my shop unlocked. Absolutely fucking no. not. I've only owned it my entire life.
0: Yeah, and round here as well. Quite so. Oh, Ersteen, I'm so sorry. I was coming to see if you was interested. Listen, <sighs> I was coming to see if you was interested in buying any more lace, but I'm gonna guess that's not the case. I- I- I'm... Unless you're about to give me the discount of my fucking lifetime,
1: I... What, again? <laughs> Uh, Ah, well, if it makes you feel any better, they took that too.
0: Oh, no, that doesn't make me feel any better. What is it with the guards at the moment? My God, I had a run in with them. I nearly died. (laughs) (laughs) What, What the hell did you ask them to do for you if they nearly killed you? Nothing. They walked in. They said they'd had a tip off, and they nearly killed me and my friends.
1: Ooh, make an insight check with disadvantage, as is your want. <laughs> oh.
0: That's not too bad, though. That is fourteen.
3: Nice.
1: Guilty. Erston looks incredibly guilty. Yeah. As, as you kind of like glance over, but she she's, she's like, made that connection. She knows that I'm talking about. Yeah. She kind of buries her head in her um like in her inventory, and she goes. I mean, I mean, you lived here a fair amount of time before you disappeared. The guards have always been bastards, so it's never changed. Uh,
0: they have, they have. We've got to stick together, Ersten, people like us. <laughs> I suppose we do, absolutely. I mean... Listen, anything I can do to help you get back on your feet, you just ask.
1: <laughs> I mean, are you offering stock or money or uh, sweeping... I can offer stock. You don't have to, I'm just being glib about it. It's my own feckin' fault. Shouldn't have left the door unlocked.
0: I don't think you did.
1: Well, if I see any of my fine pieces of lace turn up anywhere else- I'll keep an
0: eye out. I will. I'll keep an eye out.
1: Well, I'd be grateful for that. Though I don't think anybody would have the balls to sell it right out in front of my nose, but you never know.
0: You've not done anything to sort of upset the guard, have you? There's nothing going on with like you or family or anything that might have caused them to have some grudge against you.
1: <laughs> she kind of like gives you a look, and then she like half glances over her shoulder to where there's still like a bit of a crowd who've like formed to kind of goggle. And she's like, "Why don't you come in for a moment?" Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll
0: help help you with a bit of the tidying.
1: That would be very kind of you. She leads you in, closes the door behind her, doesn't do much good because there's still, like, windows there so people would have been <laughs> able to, like... Smashed glass. It hasn't been... <laughs> so, so the outside damage to the property, actually, there's not... There's barely any. It's the inside oh, that's been turned over. You know from your own kind of, like... Criminal leanings in the past that these this people would be looking for the safe. People would be looking for hidden yeah. um, money and stock and inventory and things like that. It's been turned over basically to look for things, but it hasn't been smashed up and um, destroyed in in a kind of you know hmm. gratuitous manner. It's just been heavily upturned and everything pretty much has been taken. And she writes a chair and sits down, it's out of the way of the windows, and she goes, for somebody that hasn't been back in town for very long, you seem to be asking a whole lot of questions and turning up with a whole lot of odd things here.
0: Oh, I'm sorry if I'm asking too many questions. I don't mean to pry. I am turning up with a few odd things, but then I've been travelling. Did somebody tell you about... have you been asking Florence? Have you been speaking to... I just... I did see Florence, actually, this morning. And you're still alive. Um, well, I've got a knack for it. Clearly so. Well, I am glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad you're all right for all of this.
1: (laughs) Ask me again in a few months when I can't pay my rent. I have a sister, Felicity. She looks to you to see if you've, like, heard of her or anything. Nah. How do I put this? She owned a, uh, she owned a business... Where you could go and play cards and you could, you know, gamble on small amounts of money, uh, drink, have a bit of fun, nice time. Probably not in your time. She only set it up 10 years ago. And um, mm-hmm. she had a little bit of trouble because some customers who went there were not interested in gambling simply the odd bit of coin and a drink. And it turned out that they were gambling things that they probably shouldn't have been, and money beyond what really should have been passing hands in such a way. And before she knew it, my sweet sister was running a laundering business, and was being both uh, kept in business by guards and nobles, and well, people who would like to shift large amounts of money in and out of a city like ours, with and she kind of waves her hand towards the vague direction of the upper circle. People who have money to throw around.
0: Oh, shit. And
1: uh, she decided that she didn't really want to do that anymore. It didn't sit right with her. Especially when she found out where some of the money was going, what was happening. She, It wasn't right. And I'd said that from the beginning that she should have nipped it in the bud before it even took off. But
0: Hard to do when there's money in front of you. Very hard to do, Indeed. There
1: was an investigator in the, in, the, uh, in the guards who was looking into this, into corruption from both the nobles and from the own guards. He convinced her to uh, take it to trial to try and be uh, sorted out the quote-unquote mm. proper way. And he was uh, dealt with quote-unquote the proper way for people who don't want to be sorted out. And uh, she got caught up in the mix. She's alive. She's lost her business. Lost everything. And every so often. People from uh, the upper circle. From the criminal underground. And from the guards themselves. Turn up to demand. Her payback. What they think she owes them. And I don't want her to disappear. So I've been helping as I can. Obviously. And she gestures around now the empty shop.
0: Mm. That's going to be a little bit harder. See, I suppose what the problem is there, really, is you know, you 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 just can't fix this kind of corruption, this kind of systemic corruption from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to you've got to dismantle the whole edifice, abolish the whole fucking mm. lot,
1: burn it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Alas, I am but one very poor gnome but now. But gnome.
0: <laughs> So your sister Felicity sounds like she is someone who certainly has uh business related skills. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's got the opposite of that. <laughs> Well, she was able to run it successfully enough that it grew. No, she just she doesn't have good instincts, but she can she can do the numbers. No,
1: she was just an idiot, and then she just <laughs> followed what people said to her to do, and they said, "Don't worry, do this, nothing will happen to you." I'm a guard, I'm a noble, I'll keep you out of. It. Don't oh God, all right a complete, then. She's complete. I love her. I love. I love. But she's a fool. I love my sister to bits. but she takes one look at a pile
0: of gold, and that's all she thinks about. Right. So really, the best thing to do would be to just get her out of this city. She's very wanted. She is
1: uh, not going to be easy to get out of here because there are a lot of people who
0: would like to keep... Well, she's still going to be connected to you anyway, isn't she? (laughs) Well, exactly.
1: And to other friends and other family. And there is a whole community of people here who have done their best to help her out. And uh, should she disappear, I believe that I will be getting more knocks on my own doors.
0: Hmm. That's a pickle.
1: And now, I don't even have a scrap of cotton. A (laughs) don't even have things in my own home that are safe.
0: Ersten, I will take uh, five gold. The five golds (laughs) that you talked about.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: five gold from my pocket and say look this is kind of more than I can spare but you need it right now so take care of yourself alright and I'll have a think on your sister and if we can come up with any ideas we're always stronger together
1: well if you've got any idea about how to fake a death seeing as you seem to have done it so well for yourself keep me in mind
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we will do we will do right she takes that five gold pieces with barely, you know, <laughs> she, not even, like, a hint of, like, oh, no, I can't. She just, like, she straight up takes it, yep. put it in her bag. She's like, yep, I need that. I really do need that. Fair enough.
0: That's me done. Okay. I've done my bit to smooth over community relations. Uh,
3: Ed's turn. <laughs> Ed's turn. Oh, that's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's you, you funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. There was the blank expression that went with yeah.
1: it. It was so good. <laughs> it was just Ed's like, you could see the little dot, dot, dot. I'm
3: <laughs> <laughs> <They're laughs> just typing.
1: The little, the, little sl- the little loading
3: sign, you know? <laughs> Shooting <Okay>. Ed.exe. <laughs> uh, Yubi, I want to go back to the alleyway I went to when I was in the sleepy walking.
1: Yes, okay. You head back there. You pass again at the side of the road because it was only last night where you saw that. Um, I think we said that you saw like a like a cat like leap on a pigeon, type yeah. situation. You saw that you see kind of like a couple little feathers, you know, a little a little bit of of something left there.
3: What and passed that's it. what I was looking for. Oh, you be if you remember. I'm gonna make some connections. Oh gosh, please do, do. In my head, uh, we had a chat in our private channel uh-huh. about. Wouldn't it be cool if Taro could, you know, give life to small inanimate objects? Hmm. Huh? And huh? I was thinking, huh. But there are other small inanimate objects in there in our in our thing that, that have life in some way. We have multiple weapons that are connected to souls. Yep,
1: and you also had in the in the Fallen City those little like teacups, crockery things that seemed to be imbued with this
0: that healed themselves
1: Uh, no so if you remember in the Arco crypt there were like the little that had like limbs and would like crawl around and things so there you yeah we have a history of inanimate objects that seem to have some sort of life
3: in them so I'm gonna take a seat on the ground next to the pigeon thing and I'm gonna do a bit of soul shit and see if I can you know get a grip on some strings attached to some pigeon soul.
1: Okay. So, y- are you trying to to pull like some life back into the pigeon or are you trying to just take some of that soul from it?
3: I'm going to try and connect that soul thing to an inanimate object.
1: Okay. What inanimate <laughs> object nearby? <laughs> Um,
3: is there any just junk lying around on the street? yeah,
1: there's like um there's an there's a small empty bottle, a little
3: glass bottle,
0: oh my God, pigeons are confused enough in their own shape. yeah,
3: why not let's it's let's gonna
0: wake up as a bottle I'm
3: going to attempt to use my awful uh horrible soul magic, yeah, to i guess trap the p- the soul of a pigeon in a glass bottle oh, because. Yeah.
1: Okay. You know, it's yeah. time to innovate. Yeah. So you sit there in this this alleyway. It's a pretty normal alleyway. Not any more gross than your average alleyway, although it is in the lower lanes. So you do pick like... I think you pick like a little closed doorstep to sit on rather than just straight in the street because the streets are a little bit gross. You are in your nice clothing. But there is like, you know, a little doorway ledge thing with the door that's bordered closed behind you. And you have this kind of moment of just like sitting there and you're like you know like when you try and do yoga or meditation for the first time and like you're just sitting there going well i feel silly and then you feel this cold bloom from where that business card is in your pocket and it's like little veins or little strings that kind of go out like across over your shoulders over your back down your spine very very much like how when you were communicating with the ghosts you got this cold feeling and you feel these like almost like little like prickles go up the very back of your neck over like the top of your head and it almost feels kind of like you're wearing like like a cap type thing but with like hundreds of like little strings attached to through your scalp, through your skull, and sort of into your brain, down your spine, down your shoulders, into your arms, and you reach out and you're not like touching the um, remains of the pigeon, but you're- but you're kind of- you kind of are, because as you look at your hand you can see again this almost like displaced nature of the soul within, and for the first time you can almost see like your fingers being longer, and spindlier and kind of wrapped in these little bits of threads that are starting to rise from the remains of this pigeon and they are like tattered and they're frayed and they're not the strong threads that you were holding onto when you were holding gnat and they're not like the kind of very almost silken wispy ones that you have when you're holding onto ghosts. This is something kind of in between because a pigeon as you're doing this does not have quite the same soul structure or soul makeup as a human or a person so this the thread feels different it's like feeling the difference between like cotton linen silk threads here these ones kind of tattered frayed but you are pulling them slowly together and as you glance over you see this like little like almost like a bottle that would have had i don't know like a little tincture in it, like a little pick-me-up or something that has been carelessly cast aside in the alleyway. It's got like a little stopper in it still, but it's empty. And as you reach out and pick it up, you almost have to kind of rearrange your hand so that your physical hand is picking it up, not your kind of overlaid soul hand. <laughs> and as you pick it up and you're holding both this and the fraying parts of, of thread connecting your fingers to the pigeon in the other you start to kind of almost make this weaving spinning motion like you would on a loom like where you throw the shuttle back and forth to kind of like weave a piece of fabric and you don't really know how you know how to do this except you think you have a memory of being somebody back in Jor'al who did do weaving and who worked on a loom and so this kind of use of of a a shuttle and of all of this does come back to you in this weird muscle memory but for muscles that have never done this before but you have this knowledge this fragment of memory in your mind and as you watch you are slowly kind of spinning out of these threads this little shape of a pigeon in this bottle and it's very small and it looks very delicate and because you are still kind of getting used to this there's occasional bits where like a thread frays and snaps and you have to like tie it off almost with another one it's your first attempt Um, (laughs) but after some time has passed and you're not entirely sure how long it's been because it feels like seconds but also you're very aware that it might have been much longer you are sitting there with a small glass bottle that looks on one hand completely empty And on the other hand, you can see woven out of like little kind of gray strings, this very small, like, pigeon that is flying around. And as you're holding this little glass bottle, it's almost got these little kind of like wings that come out of the sides of it. And it's kind of making this little sound from inside it very gently.
3: Wow, this is awful. Yep. I love what? this.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? This is really, really bad.
3: What do I do with this?
1: As you're holding it, it starts to levitate and it like flies a little bit. It like hovers in the air above your
3: hand. Yeah, it can go. Go for it. See you, buddy.
1: It doesn't seem like it quite has the strength to like fly away, but it is kind of like <laughs> oh, flying God. around you.
3: It can do what it wants. It's a pigeon. You grafted
2: a pigeon soul onto a bottle. <laughs> the fuck?
0: It's like some Mars Attacks.
3: Yeah, shit. yeah, I mean, this is pretty. This is pretty out there.
0: Yeah, and yeah. as
1: you're looking at it, it's casting a shadow, and the shadow that this glass bottle casts is a hundred percent a pigeon.
3: <laughs> I think this might not be a moral good, but you know, we've, <laughs> might? we've committed might? to it. Yeah, thanks. you know, it's nice to have something you can do. It's nice to have a vocation. <laughs> it's nice to have a hobby. <laughs> It's nice to have a hobby. <laughs> I guess I'll go home now. Has no I am yet? so
0: glad Taro did this somewhere that nobody else
3: could see, because fucking hell. Hey, this might come in handy later, if you die again.
2: <laughs> Instead of shoving put some a weird magical artifact.
0: Don't, please don't put me in a bottle if I die. Ah, you please can't tell please me do that. not
3: <laughs> Fuck. You don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh my god. What was Gary saying help. about magical artifacts? Instead
2: of shoving some weird magical artifact down your throat, next time (laughs) yeah, he'll turn you into a (laughs) toaster
0: yeah oh my god
1: (laughs) well as you kind of stand up darrow to take to go home that like little bottle just kind of like follows you seems like it doesn't really know what else to do yeah so it's just kind of like you know i'm imagining this bottle being about like Two to three inches, so it is a very small bottle. You're not being followed by like you know a fucking Heineken bottle or anything. Oh, okay. It is like it is very small. Um, Some people cast
0: find familiar.
3: <laughs> Massive bottle. Oh, who of, would do that? Like, Kingfisher or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Get
3: it, get it, Kingfisher. Oh, it's very, nice, <laughs> very nice, very <laughs> nice.
1: Yep. Uh, but no. So you you now you have, but also you have created a magical sentient object. Of some kind.
2: I'm assuming there's just the body of a pigeon dead on the floor.
1: There's kind of like the remains of it. Like nothing about the actual physical remains have changed. So they're from, from anybody walking by and looking, that pigeon looks no different now from how it did an hour ago before Taro
3: got there. But dead, right? <laughs>
1: but dead. Oh yeah. Very much dead. Yeah. <laughs> Taro has not done. It was like that when I got here. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Tarot i didn't has kill not... a pigeon come on i did the opposite
1: yeah tarot has not done anything to fix the body of the pigeon or what was left of it tarot has merely uh woven aspects of its soul into an inanimate object and sort of created a
0: scent
3: a know li- a, a you know a it's magical a homunculus.
0: it's an abomination
3: against the universe uh, by whose measure as you're
1: walking like back towards the cat, that coldness is kind of like ebbing away, but you do hear like almost like almost like a whisper in your ear. very innovative <laughs> and and it, and it like fades away and disappears.
3: It's nice to be appreciated. Yeah. I get a warm feeling. You or do. A cold feeling. I'm not sure which.
1: Yeah. You know what? They're kind of weirdly intermixed now. It's it's kind kinda of the hard same to thing. tell the difference.
0: Like wetting yourself and sitting well, in it.
1: Well,
3: yeah, okay. just like wetting yourself and sitting in it. Okay. Great. Good. I'll take a
2: cup of, uh, fuck that.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Nat.
2: I'm going to go to the library.
1: Okay, very cool. Are you going to the library in the Upper Circle or are you going to the library that you went to before with Taro? Uh,
2: that's probably the Upper Circle library would okay. suit the needs better.
3: What crimes against nature are you going to commit in the library? None. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh.
0: Are you going to horribly manipulate people that you've already uh, done significant damage
2: to? Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, I- I'll take a no Good, that. excellent.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay then I'm happy to end the episode with you. So, uh, <laughs> We'll leave the readers with a, with a with a genuine warm feeling. So, you head towards the library in the upper circle. There are a couple. There's one that is sort of... There's one that's really a like a genealogy library that's kind of like a, an archival record of the nobles and people who have okay. like lived and died in Hopewell. That's a bit more of like trace-your-family-line type library. Um and then there is a, a one that is very specific like scholarly very scholarly texts and as you are kind of walking these are all quite close together in a kind of almost like a campus situation
2: okay so what i'm looking for mm-hmm. is like blueprints like city blueprints Oh.
1: okay yep so you want to head to like the archival library then the first okay. one which would be kind of like genealogy layout of Hopewell, that kind of like thing it's a very, very, very beautiful building. It kind of looks it's it kind of looks like that eighteen hundreds like red brick. It's kind of like one of those big merchant buildings that we have in Manchester oh, yeah. that you you know oh,
3: like the Sackville Street building. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. That kind of thing. So it's like really big, that kind of very heavy, solid looking brick. Um it's not red brick in Hopewell, it is kind of like a like a sandstone that is kept very, you know, very white and very kind of um Shining, It doesn't have the kind of acid rain erosion that our limestone buildings do have now here. So it looks very pristine, but it's but it's quite a heavy, dense building. It looks serious. It's kind of got like a serious look to it. But big open doors, lovely wide walkway to get into it. You are not stopped because you have your little piece of paper with mm-hmm. you. Yep. And you do not look suspicious or like you shouldn't be there. So you are not stopped as you walk through the... the The two double doors, and there is a large sort of um, interior room with a couple of desks in the circle where there are people kind of waiting, clearly, to guide you to where you need to be. A couple of signs around.
2: Okay. Uh, I will try. Well, uh, yeah, I'll try and do this without interacting with the person. But basically, I'm looking for...
0: Always the dream. (laughs)
2: uh, (laughs) Like, an area for um, municipal building... Um, blueprints, what I'm looking for is, Mm -hmm. you know the high court that um, the card is in? Yes. Blueprints for that building.
1: Great, okay. So, you follow the signage, Very well signed, very well laid out. You go up to the second floor and there is a room with really large tables that are for kind of laying out blueprints. They've got like little things on the corners of the tables that you can fold over to keep the scroll things from rolling back up again. There are a couple of other people in in here. It seems to be just one group of people who from the looks of them and from the notepads that they have, they are either architects or they work in some form of of street and building design because they are going over the blueprints for something, making notes on their own thing, clearly talking about, well, you know, we should change this and do this. And as you start to look through the the drawing trays, what are they called? You, you know, the the they've got the big Like the map drawers. The map drawers, thank you, yes. Um you do find one. I don't know if that's for, the proper
2: name.
1: I well, we'll go with it. For the high courts. It is not a very Detailed blueprint and as you pull that one open and then you look kind of beneath it the the drawers like towards the bottom all have like little locks and you get the feeling from looking at that that if you wanted like an actual
3: Mm -hmm.
1: actual blueprint you might need to have a little bit of permission for certain buildings you are in the place that has like quite big like noble houses that has the high courts has some of like the galleries and things like that so you you have access to kind of basic plans but you have a feeling for like the actual proper ones you would maybe need to seek some permission um to have a key to look at those ones
2: okay
0: or someone good at picking locks
1: now i would like to remind you you have 13 cantrips at your disposal yeah
2: uh, i'm looking through these 13 <laughs> cantrips <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, shuffling those cards is going to take a minute. The map drawers are made out of wood.
2: Oh, damn it! Wait, actually, they aren't really helpful. <laughs> what are the locks made out of? Metal. <laughs> How big are the locks? Describe the locks to me.
1: Um, They're not very big. They don't look like they're necessarily meant to withstand anyone really trying to get into them. They're the little locks that you get on kind of like you know, chests of drawers, internal furniture. They're not like a big door lock, you know.
2: I don't think I can toll the dead on a lock. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll take a look at the, the blueprint that I can see.
1: Yep, so it's a basic floor plan. It doesn't have... Um, it's, it's very basically got the, the rooms marked out and labelled in that like, this is the corridor, this is courtroom A, this is courtroom B, this is where the judge can go back and deliberate over the evidence, this is blah blah blah. Um, It has the stairs marked in, it's got the entrances marked in, but it doesn't have anything marked in like um, windows. It also has parts running through it that are kind of blank and you get the feeling that those are like in a house it would be like servants' quarters, mm. but they're basically internal runways for people to get from places quicker, um, that have the occasional like stairway marked. But it kinda it gives you a very good idea of the scale of the building and it gives you a very good idea of like the outside of the building, but there's not a lot of internal information. It's just sort of entrances, exits, main rooms and Is there a room um...
2: marked like evidence locker? Or
1: no there's there's an upper there's a whole the whole upper floor the second floor or the first floor even above the courtrooms is just called archives okay but it's not though it looks like it's all one room but that doesn't really seem to make sense structurally so you get the feeling that this particular blueprint has marked out sort of where like average people might go and that's mainly the ground floor And it hasn't really marked the first or the second floor beyond kind of you know archival room um and then the the top floor um seems to be a mix of like storage and staff rooms and things like that but it's not it's not really very marked out beyond what would be seen by the public it's a nice little kind of essay that goes with it about the design and construction of the building and the architect who did it and how long it took and you know things that are of public interest is on here for the ground floor but not for the floors that you feel are probably not open to the public
2: okay I am going to tidy it up nicely and put it all away uh, return to the cat mm-hmm and while waiting for everybody else to get back I'm going to go up to the uh, our room mm-hmm and I'm just going to practice one of my count trips. um in fact Kind of two of the trips produce fr- produce flame and control flames, and just Ooh. try and get just work on like fine control. Yeah. Of of the fire that I can create there, um, and my goal, probably over hours or even days, or whatever, is to try and get it so it it can be fine enough to like heat a lock without burning. The, um, a cabinet, for example. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, you you start to practice that. It takes you a little bit of a while just to get a handle on keeping. Can can you cast both those spells at the same time? No. Okay. So part of it is like, is it is it like setting something alight and then trying to? Mi- are you are you trying to learn how to do both the spells kind of at once?
2: I'll probably get like bits of fine bits of wood or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty then of kindling around. Produce flame and just like work on getting a small produce flame just mm-hmm. to gently ignite the bit of wood and then control flame on that then non-magical fire mm-hmm. to try and make a a, a, a blowtorch if you will. Um, <laughs> okay. A, a low power blowtorch
1: okay yeah it's very very cool so i think what you're what you're kind of practicing is first and foremost doing that produce flame like you said very small smokeless odorless yeah. very kind of like easy to hide and then the bit that you have to really practice is transferring that because that's not so hard to make once you get the grip of it, it doesn't take you very long to do that but it's transferring that onto a like sliver of wood and then before it catches and starts smoking and crackling and making anything, is to control the flame back into that shape, and that's the bit where you end up with like little burn marks on your fingers. Although yeah. they don't hurt as much as as uh, they don't hurt as much as you would imagine burnt fingers to hurt, and you are going. It's going to be a little while before you can do that totally inconspicuously. Yes. Oh
2: yeah, it'll be difficult. It's a lot of fine control magic. Yeah, Nats M- only had access to. For like a week,
1: yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Very, very good point. Um, yeah, so you practice that. The other two of you uh, come back at various points. I think you probably get back at roughly the same time, um, roughly about five or so. I would imagine in in the afternoon, evening, getting towards six. The cat is starting to pick up. Nat is not to be seen, but Findex assures you that she has been back and she's probably just up in the room. And as you are kind of... Well, I mean, are you going straight to your room? Are you going to have some dinner in the cat or...?
0: Um, I'll go and see what Nat's up to and suggest that she join us for dinner.
2: I'll uh, start and then... Uh, just you, Neri.
0: What are you doing? Um, You're not going to set the room on fire, are you? No, no, I no. I don't no. think Jara's going to... Be particularly happy with that.
2: No, I've been I've been very careful. Uh, look, there's some there's some water that I've got got next to me. I just I really wanted to. It's not arson. <laughs> it's not arson.
0: Good. That's an important thing to it's, establish.
2: It's just I wanted to. We we have all these powers that have just been handed to us, and I wanted to learn how to control them better, and maybe. Have oh, some... right. figure out how we can use them in different ways.
0: Alright. Okay. Like, you know locks, right? Well... well, yeah, no, I'm pretty good with locks actually.
2: And you know, I-, I don't know if you'll have done it much, you can heat bits of locks and if you heat them the right way then the mechanisms kind of break and open but it doesn't look visible from the outside. Well, there might be some flame marks but if you're very careful
0: well, yeah, but I mean, I can just do that with like a, a bit of wire. Oh, but you can't. Oh, good. I mean, I can teach you to pit locks. It's not that difficult.
2: Would that that might be good?
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, Taro's back. I thought we might go and get something to eat. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. You head
1: down, and Findex will serve you three a lovely dinner as per usual in Mm, his captain mayhem knockoff captain mayhem look yeah cannelloni Um, nice yeah (laughs) delicious it's great yeah (laughs) handmade it's it's wonderful no i don't Um, think
2: findex looks lonely
1: oh no you're right actually he doesn't he actually really looks like he's enjoying himself he's having a good time and he also uh,
3: looks like daydara
1: he also looks like daydara Dedala. Oh, Deidara. not again! It's let's not. Not It's not. It's really oh. litigate oh, this. Oh yeah, my Looks like Dedalus. It's fine. Yeah, um, that's it. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like we're. It's like we're just having dinner with a Naruto cosplayer. <laughs> if
1: only, if only we could all live that dream. So, as you are eating, the cat
0: gets merrier, louder. It's a uh, you know. Can I, say, Findex? When you've got, a, I appreciate you're busy right now, but. I'll at some point, we we need to have a chat with you um, about, you know, how well you're doing here.
3: <laughs> God.
1: Okay, my anxiety went from yeah. like a two to a no, ten. No, it really
0: should. Shit, <laughs> I shouldn't have said nothing.
1: I'm Are sorry. Are you
3: firing Pindex?
0: Are you gonna no, fire me? It's not even for me to do. I was just, you know, like. <laughs>
3: I thought you worked it. No, we... Jara said no. I didn't need
1: to have a performance review for another couple you of months. You absolutely don't. Oh, shit, forget I
0: spoke, Findex. No, it's fine. It's fine. I was just, you know, with the mask and the having to pretend to be someone else all the time. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> it's not that bad, Findex. You can get another job.
0: No! God, Taro. Jesus. I don't know who Jesus is. Um. <laughs> Doesn't matter, Findex. Forget I spoke. Anyway, you've not seen Avalier about, have you? Uh... Findex just
1: kind of looked bemused and confused, and a moment later somebody on from another table is like, Can I, can I hey can I? and Findex like rushes over and still looking lost. The food's and confused. very
0: good, Findex. Sorry. We do need to have a chat with him about the fucking mask at some point though.
3: Oh, is that what I was about?
0: <laughs> We've gotta get him involved in that whole discussion of what happens with it. Didn't I
2: raise this yesterday?
0: Yeah, you did, and we did t- that. What we needed to do was talk to Findex about
2: well, it. I open
3: with the ah, points. Yes. Don't try and fire him. And you're sure the
2: gradual transformation. <laughs> I, I,
0: I think <laughs> I think Dragonborn disease is going to be a tough sell.
3: Okay. I think the magic thing was better. The whole magic act. But like, or is that a thing I thought and didn't tell? It me? might
0: have been a thing you thought and didn't tell. But we need to involve Findex in the conversation. Is my point.
3: Yes
2: probably don't phrase it the same way she just did
3: that.
0: I know. hard to talk to. You literally can't say good morning without him panicking. He's not that hard to
3: talk
2: to. Well, you're better at it than me. That's settled then. Tarot takes the lead.
0: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
1: As you say that, you... In fact, actually, Nerian, make me a uh, perception check. In fact, all three of you can make me a perception check, actually. <laughs>
2: Can uh, oh, yes. I roll the
3: dice in this game? What? <laughs> what? Oh, 17. Seven. That's a four.
1: Nat and Taro, you're eating. You're thinking about the having to talk to Findex about the mask, whole situation. Nerium, you are kind of like you're guilty about that mm-hmm. accidental thinking, FinDex, that like he's about to get fired. So you're not like quite on quite on the ball. And a hand, like touches the Uh like nape of your neck like shoulder in a way that is deeply deeply unpleasant and you know the second you know the second that this hand touches you that it is Avalir also because he leans down he goes well 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 fancy seeing you here again guess you're living upstairs for real now (laughs) don't fancy giving me another tour do you (laughs) Ah!